Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good, too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut-scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, things. Tight, tighten up your core, things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. So I'm excited to be sitting down with my friend Lizzie for all four things today. Lizzie Velasquez. And on Instagram, she's little Lizzie. A lot of you may follow her. But Lizzie, how long have we known each other? A long time. Yeah. Been a long time. I remember meeting you when you came up to visit us. And it's just been so amazing to watch you grow and see your journey and You're so inspiring to so many people, including me. And I also love that you're wearing your Espoir pullover, the white one with the hot pink Espoir, which means hope in Haitian Creole. And you are just that, your hope for so many people. And you spread so much of that. And you've been an ambassador of Pimp and Joy as well and and all the things. And it, it just warms my heart to see the impact that you've made across the world. So for people that aren't familiar with you and the story and this box that the world has tried to put you in, walk us through some of that. So I was born with a rare syndrome that doesn't allow me to gain weight. Um, I was born two pounds, 10 ounces. Uh, When I came out, I actually had to be born six weeks early because the doctor saw that I'd stopped growing completely. So my mom had to have an emergency C-section. And when I came out, there was no amniotic fluid around me. So I shouldn't have come out screaming or alive and everything was normal. I was just very small and there was nothing that the doctors could definitively say, this is what she has. They basically just scared my parents and said, she's not going to be able to do anything in her life on her own. And you're just going to have to do everything for her. So basically from literally day one, I was already being told I can't do anything. And so my parents just said, we're going to take her home and raise her to the best of our ability. And that's what they did. And I wasn't officially diagnosed until unexpectedly at the age of 25. Um, I have neonatal prodroid syndrome, which is made up of two things, lipodystrophy and Marfan's. Lipodystrophy just doesn't allow me to gain weight, which we know. And Marfan's affects my eyes, my bones, and my heart. And so with my heart, I now run the risk of my aortic valve dilating, basically just getting too big, which is the scariest thing. And so the good thing is that we know when we're aware and I have a great team of doctors now, but basically that's all the causes. So because of that, I am in a very, very small body and I have had to deal with a lot of bullying uh, in person when I was younger. And when social media became a thing, it was 
you know, being teased online. And when I was 17, someone posted a video of me calling me the world's ugliest woman. And there was over 4 million views when I found it. I was 17 when I found it. And all the comments were just horrible and, you know, telling me to end my life. And why didn't my parents just support me if I was going to be so disgusting and saying for me to put like a, a plastic bag over my head when I went out, because if people saw my face, they would go blind from my ugliness. So it was just horrible, horrible things that I sat there and I read all the comments, I think mostly because I was so desperate to find one that was positive or one that was like supporting me. And unfortunately, I didn't find one. And so that sort of was the biggest turning point in my life. And obviously, I didn't see that at the time. Uh, but it was one of the biggest times where I was like, I need to either show these people who I am, or I'm going to let them keep me inside and keep me hidden away. And that's not, that's not who I am. No, I just want to commend your, your parents, your family, your friends that were surrounding you during that time, because I'm sure, you know, their support also helped you know that like, yes, you're not going to let this keep you down. Like you're going to actually use this as motivation to move forward and be an advocate for anyone facing any type of adversity. I can say it was, you know, like, oh yeah, eventually I forgave everyone and it was fine, but it wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. It was a process and it took many years for me to fully actually not only just say it out loud, but fully admit and believe myself that I was forgiving these people who were saying these horrible things. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons I learned from that is realizing that not only did I need to forgive them, but I needed to understand them because they don't have the resources that I have. Those people who are saying horrible things, they probably don't have parents like mine or they don't have friends like mine who are showing them that this isn't right. So I can't blame them or hold it against them because they don't have the resources. And so I think that's really what made me want to continue to do what I do because I wanted to be that resource for them. Oh yeah, you are absolutely a resource for so many. And you know, this is now your purpose in life at least one of them, through all of this, you found what you're meant to be doing. So what would you say to someone listening right now that is still trying to figure out their purpose? Right now, honestly, right now, one of my biggest things that I'm personally working on and continuing to remind myself and tell myself is not so to focus on what is it, when is it coming? How is it going to be here? But more so change your mindset into thinking, I know it's there. I don't know when I'm going to find it or who's going to show it to me, but it's going to come. And to change just the simple mindset of the question mark in your head to more so of an excitement of you don't know when it's going to come, but it's exciting to wake up every day and think, oh, I'm going to find my purpose or my purpose is going to find me or my answer to some question I've had in my mind for so long. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know when or who's going to bring it to me, but I'm going to find out. And that answer is coming. And that's exciting versus I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have anyone. Why is this happening? So I think it's so important to just change your mindset to know that we all have a purpose and it sounds corny and everyone says it, but we truly, truly have a purpose. And it doesn't matter what age, it doesn't matter what stage in life that you are told these things or you find out these things, they're set and they're there. You're going to have them. You just have to have sort of the patience, which I'm definitely working on having the patience and have that sense of excitement ready to go versus the sense of fear and why isn't this happening right now? So you have a TED Talk that's up on YouTube and it has 12 million views basically. So let's talk about your TED Talk. If people haven't listened to it or watched it, I recommend they go do that. But we'll do a quick summary here. And then also what it's like for you to have that kind of reach. I mean, the whole thing is still crazy. I did the TED Talk in 2013 and I had started speaking professionally 2008 or so. So I had been speaking for a while up until that point. And I had got an email to do something called TEDx. And I never heard of it at the time. I thought it was spam. So I ignored it for like a week. And then they kept emailing me. 
And it was back when newspapers were really a thing. And I was at home with my parents and my dad was reading a newspaper and saw that this TEDx Austin Women event was happening. And he was telling me about it. And right when he said it, I was like, I got an email from that. And he's like, are you crazy? Go tell them you'll do it. So I did it. I still didn't really know like what it was exactly. I didn't realize that there were many speakers throughout the day and you just do like a quick little speech. And at that point I had developed my speaking style to where I don't plan. I just know this is the goal. This is the message. And somehow I start talking and somehow I get there. And with Ted, there's lots of rules. So you have to submit outlines and I had to do it. And I had an entire speech planned and literally right before, like when they called me up and introduced me, I looked at the girl who I was planning with, who I had only met once ever. And I said, do you trust me? And she said, yes. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to throw away everything we talked about. Just, just trust me. And going up and speaking about how do you define yourself? I don't know where that came from. I've never spoken on that in my life. There's a part, if you watch it, where I lose my train of thought. And it's so genuine because I was just talking. So to see that that specific speech went viral in less than two weeks when it was posted and to see that it took my career to a whole nother level was unbelievable. You know, that makes me think of like TED Talks have have changed a lot of people's lives, including Brene Brown. I mean, she's someone that mm-hmm. after she gave her TED Talk, it completely changed the trajectory of you know, what she was doing, still at the core, doing a lot of her research and all of that. So it's interesting to hear that it changed your career as well. So let's focus on that. The topic that came to you organically as you're walking onto the stage, how do you define yourself? At that specific event, there's a a school in Austin that's an all-girls private school. And they had them bust in for that specific event. And they had like pillows and blankets and stuff for them on the floor. So they were right in front of me on stage. And then all around was like the tables and the women and all that kind of stuff. And so going up and talking about how to define yourself, I remember very, very vividly as I was deciding to just do my own thing, telling myself, pretend you're talking to your best friend. And having those girls in the front and the way that they were looking at me, I think I just went into their mindset and started thinking like, how do you define yourself? How do you see yourself? And throughout my speech, I think I was, I surprised myself with my answer because I'm, I'm very into my faith and I always sort of just let God speak through me whenever I go on stage and it's just become such a comfort and so natural for me. And so going up there and just expressing like, this is who I am. This is how I define myself as someone who the world is tra- has been trying for so long, so hard to define me and put me in this certain category that I refuse to stay in. And so for me to be able to show the world, like, you can't tell me who I am. This is who I am. This is how I figured it out. This is how I'm going to do it. And now I'm able to talk about that in my speeches. Okay. So when it comes to defining ourselves, basically we are in charge of that. (laughs) What you're saying is we cannot let others in the world do that for us. It is up to us. And gosh, Lizzie, I mean, you have had to deal with so much and the amount of grace that you've had to extend to other people and the patience is wild to me. And I know you've admitted to sometimes it's hard and I appreciate your honesty, but something I want to circle back to that you said a minute ago was the reframing. Like I've never had somebody tell me to reframe something as excitement of the unknown instead of keeping it a question mark, just make it more of like a fun mystery of like, yeah, we, get, yeah, yeah. we get to be a part of this journey and this exciting stuff is going to happen. I mean, I know it's hard for somebody if they're, if they're in some lows and I don't think either one of us is saying don't be in those low moments by any means and, and fake no. yourself out. I'm sure you still deal with the people online that are super cruel. So let's say you have a day where you're just inundated with a lot. Do you have some self-care or some practices that you do to help make sure you're taking care of those emotions? Because you do need to recognize them as they come up. Yeah, I mean, I would say pre-quarantine, my schedule was so insane that I never, I would have the low times, but my low times were on an airplane when it was like, I couldn't go anywhere and I was thinking about something, but then I would land and then I'm distracted and I'm busy. 
But over this past year, I was in my house and it was me and my two dogs and that's it. And that's where we were all the time. And I had social media, which was great, but it was also hard at the same time because I didn't have anything else to distract me from these comments or thinking about life or whatever it was that was going on in my head. And so I had to learn to let those days happen where I was like, today I'm sad and I don't care who knows it. I'm not going to hide it. Even if I'm posting it on social media, I'm going to be honest because for so long, I thought I needed to be that positive person that I put myself out there to be 24 seven, even though I wasn't that way. And there were times where I was hitting rock bottom, but I was still on my phone and saying like, it gets better. Things are great while I'm falling as I'm typing. And I realized how unhealthy that was for me. And it wasn't me being true to everyone else. Like, I mean, especially to myself, but really this past year realizing like, I am sad today and that's okay. And I'm going to stay in a dark room. I'm going to listen to sad music. I'm going to express however it is I need to feel. But also I really implemented how can I allow myself to feel those things, but how am I going to pick myself back up again? Mm -hmm. And I really held myself accountable for that because it's so easy to just let yourself feel sad and then just stay in bed and then roll into the next day and you're still feeling those emotions and you, it's, it gets harder and harder to pick yourself back up again. So I had to find little random things, whether it was, I ordered a Lego set for the first time <laughs> since I was like a kid and I ordered the friend's um, coffee shop. Yes. I saw uh, Jennifer Garner doing that one, I think on Instagram. Yes. It made me the whole thing. Like I, if I start something, I have to finish it, even if, if it takes me forever. So having this concentration on this one little thing was such a big help. So doing Legos or doing like adult paint by numbers, like random things really, really, really helped me pick myself back up again and remind me that there is something else to focus on rather than whatever it is I was going through. I love that. And I'll just piggyback for listeners, maybe new, maybe old, but that's exactly what puzzles did for me. I never was mm-hmm. a puzzle person until it was kind of something that was my form of going through some some hard times. And that is what I needed to sort of recover yeah. and, and dig out. Same with the bird watching. So like birds yeah. and puzzles, <laughs> but I might have to try the adult Lego set. Now I'm suddenly intrigued by that. I had seen people posting about it online, but now you've got me curious. And then you have so many people that are following you and watching you. And I do think you do a great job of keeping that balance and keeping it real. And I'll, I'll get vulnerable here for a second and tell people that right before I got on this Zoom with Lizzie, like I was having a little bit of a meltdown. And when I clicked the video thing, I was trying to recover, but I was already five minutes late to our Zoom because of my little breakdown. And I I knew I could tell I had been crying, but I felt safe with you because I have known you. And then I thought, oh no, should I just reschedule? But then I was also so excited to talk with you and I want to respect your time and I didn't want to have to move it. But yeah, I just want people to know that we all go through things and we're all just trying to get through the day sometimes and get everything done that we need to get done. You know, what's so funny. I don't want to interrupt you, but with you saying like feeling comfortable, I have to tell you this. So do you have like a comfort show or like a comfort movie or something that like you just hear? And for me, it's still Magnolias. Like hearing still Magnolias is like my anxiety calm thing. I don't even have to watch it. Just listen to it. But the show was my comfort for so long. And since I'd been listening since I was in middle school, just hearing your voices is something that helped me, especially when I started traveling a lot and traveling out of the country, I would download old podcasts and it was just something that made me feel so safe and like I was at home. And so I think it's so nice that it's a good reminder that like even during my hard times that someone would feel safe, you know, with me. And so with you, I hope you know that you are that same comfort for a lot of people, not just me. Yeah. And by show, just for anyone listening, she's talking about the Bobby Bone show from from back in the day, just to, (laughs) you know, clarify. And yeah, you've been such a huge supporter for so long. And so, yeah, that's why it was super special to have you on the podcast today. So if I had to think of a show that brings me 
me comfort, it probably is friends, you know, mm-hmm. since you bring them up yeah. with the little Lego thing. Yeah. But Steel Magnolias is one of my favorite movies ever. I recorded Mike D's movie podcast and he asked me my three favorite movies from my childhood. And I don't know, I had an older sister and I guess my parents didn't really monitor really what we watched, but my top three are Steel Magnolias, Pretty Woman and Mm -hmm. Dirty Dancing. (laughs) (laughs) I was just talking to my friend about this because I was telling her my top three favorite movies are so sad and so depressing that I only watch like 75% of them. So I don't watch the endings. Oh. <laughs> mine, are, my, mine are still Magnolia's Terms of Endearment and Beaches. Oh gosh. And yeah. so like, they're all like the saddest movies possible. I don't know why I'm not like a sad person. I feel like I'm a happy person, but I just love those movies. Is there anything that you would recommend that we need to be watching right now? Whether it's a movie you recently saw or a TV show that you're loving? I feel like all my recommendations are like sad and dark and I don't want anyone to watch anything that's sad and dark. <laughs> okay. Well, if you, if you think of something, you I, don't know share. What, I don't know what I'm saying about like I'm sharing about myself right now. Well, that's okay. People will, I mean, I know we've been talking about the Bobby Bone show and you know, Bobby well enough to know that like sad music, he listens to that to almost feel happy <laughs> in a mm-hmm. weird way. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's a thing. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my ritual 
essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Second thing. So in the first thing, Lizzie, you mentioned that at 17, you experienced this video that went up and there was 4 million views by the time you had seen it. And there was all of these comments. And I know that there was recently, and I say recent, more recent than when you were 17, something that happened with TikTok. And Mm -hmm. just also over all these years, how you've, you know, gone from bullying to helping empower people and educate people for that matter. So can you share with us what happened with TikTok and then what inspired you to kind of continue pursuing what you're already doing? The whole TikTok thing was so out of the blue and I did not realize that it was going to get as big as it did, um, which normally happens in my life where I just say something and then sort of it just goes. But I downloaded TikTok and I was one of those people that was like, I'm not going to do it. And then I did it. And then I couldn't stop. And I remember seeing a trend where the video is like someone, it looks like you're on a FaceTime call. So it's like you and then the little square photo in the corner where it's someone else. And I saw it and it's weird that I, when I see certain things, like something just tells me I'm going to be a part of it. And it, it comes through every time. And so I saw it and I took a screenshot of it and I didn't tell anyone. And I just, you know, went on to whatever it is I was doing. And I thought someone's going to use my photo. I know it's going to happen. And sure enough, it was like 11 o'clock at night and someone tagged me in the comments and it was a mom. I think it was around the time school was supposed to be starting. And it was a mom who put one of my photos from Google. It was like an old photo in the corner of the screen. And she said to her son, this is going to be your new teacher, knowing the kid was going to have a certain reaction. And so she showed her son the photo and it was me and the kid made like a scared, scared face, like a scared reaction. And so I I looked through the other videos. It was photos of babies who had Down syndrome. It was photos of just all different kinds of people. And I saw it and I was so upset. And I remember texting my friends and just like, I knew this was going to happen. And I tried to go to sleep and I couldn't sleep. I just kept thinking about it. And I wasn't mad for myself at all. I was mad because they were using other people's photos and they don't have the platform that I do. And and I wanted to say something. And so I got up and I put on my Choose Joy sweatshirt and I put it on and it was like two o'clock in the morning, I think, and put my contact in, set my phone up. And I basically just told parents like, this isn't funny. This lesson is not okay for you to be showing your kids that it's okay to laugh at someone who looks different. And so I posted that and I went to sleep and I woke up the next day and it was everywhere. Well, I'm very impressed by your ability to be in a situation like that and to want to use your platform for good and to, you know, yeah, throw on that that Choose Joy hoodie and set out to like really make a difference. Did you ever end up talking with that mom? That's the first photo that was used. And so what happened with that? I did. Uh, we started messaging and she apologized. And I, I actually talked to two different moms because there was another mom who did it after that. Like after it sort of went everywhere, she still did it. And so basically with both of them, it was me saying, I'm not doing this to attack you and call you out. I'm doing this so that it could stop for everyone else because this isn't okay. And basically just reiterating why this isn't okay. But also I had that inside frustration of, I should not have to be explaining this to another adult. Oh yeah. And that's where like, it sort of just makes me, makes me so angry. And 
And there are times where I find these things and I get really angry and I get mad for myself for a little while, but then it's sort of like this lesson that I feel like I need to teach people. But there are certain times where I'll get certain things and it hits me personally and then it makes me very angry. And that happened about a year ago when I was sent on Instagram, you know, if like you post a story and you can reply to that person through the message. Yes. I didn't accidentally, the person who replied to my story was a news anchor. I found out it was a verified account. And I think they meant to forward my story to a friend, but they sent it to me directly. And their response was, God, that's ugly. (gasps) And it was a story of me and it was a verified account. And so I saw it and I was so angry. Like the second I saw it, I was so angry. And then I was like, who is this? And then I went and I saw that it was a news anchor. And then I saw that he was a dad with daughters. And I was so mad. And it was in October during anti-bullying month. And I'm like, oh, this is this is it. Like I have to say something. And normally if, it, if I get something from like, like a kid or, you know, not verified person, I'll cover there any way for anyone to find out I cover it. But this was a verified person and I was pretty mad. And so I posted it and I basically said, I'm telling myself that you didn't mean to send this to me and it was an accident, but I saw it and this isn't okay. And maybe the next time you reply to someone, you sort of think about your words before you send it. And Oh my gosh, it went everywhere. And it was, it was crazy. And the news station reached out to me and they wanted me to go on and talk with him on air about this. And it was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> did, did you ever speak with him like DM one-on-one or personally, did he try to reach out and apologize? Yeah, he did. He tried, he messaged me, but I don't, I didn't reply. I don't think I, it was a long time ago. I don't think I replied, but he did message me and apologize and said he has daughters and he wants to, you know, do the right thing and stuff, but to do the right thing, you don't do it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, and it's too perfect that that happened during anti-bullying month. (laughs) I mean, it's like you were handed this gift to pass around to teach people, oh, okay, this is a perfect example of bullying because it's not even like he was trying to be public about it. He was sending it to a friend And I think Mm -hmm. it's just a reminder too of how we can speak about people that we don't even know behind their backs. And I mean, I I mean, not regarding you, but there there could be a lot of different things that we do that I know that I'm certainly guilty of and you don't think it's Mm -hmm. harming anybody and you're talking Mm -hmm. with your best friend. So it's like, oh, you know, but yeah, just to second guess anything that you're going to say to someone else, like, is this uplifting? Is this positive? Is this worth really saying? Kind of good to have a little checklist for yourself before you type something or speak something. I do have a Lizzie quote. Can I read it? (laughs) This is regarding, you know, (laughs) similar topic, the new teacher challenge, I believe. So you said, if you are an adult who has a young human in your life, please do not teach them that being scared of someone who doesn't look like them is okay. This is a trend that needs to stop because we are humans. We have feelings. Mm, I remember saying that. Yeah. It's such simple words, easy for everybody to understand for sure. Mm -hmm. But yet for some people, it's just so hard to grasp the concept of like, oh yeah, this person has feelings too. And you know, the old saying like, if you prick me, I will bleed. I feel as though sometimes people forget that people behind the screen or even us like on Mm -hmm. the radio or you behind all of, you know, your social media stuff and things you have going on that you are very real and you have very real feelings. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've gotten this before where someone will, they, in their mind, they're telling you something nice, but it comes off like not nice at all to you. And then you sort of you just get defensive right away, even though you know they didn't mean it in a mean way. And so it's kind of that mental thing of like going back and forth of like, how do I react to this in a nice way, even though I'm really offended by that. So I've I've had that before in person where it's like, 
someone will come up to me and they're like, you know, even though you're not that pretty on the outside, you still have the biggest heart and you're like Jesus. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't cancel out. That's not nice. What? I am like, I'm almost (laughs) speechless right now that someone has come up to you and said that. Yeah. Lizzie. It's happened. I mean, I instantly smile because I'm like, this isn't happening, but it's happened before. (laughs) I don't even know. Other than like right now, if you're listening, don't ever say that to anybody. (laughs) I feel like though my my listeners already know that. I feel like I have pretty kind ones. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. don't don't start a compliment with something negative because it just doesn't end well. It does not work at all. Okay, well, thank you for all that you do towards educating and helping people learn and helping people unlearn. I feel like that that's a big thing. (laughs) And, you know, just reaching kids and adults on a level that you're just really making a difference. And I love that you're dedicated to it. And I I just, I enjoy watching you grow. So thank you for guiding us, like helping us be better. I feel like I learned so much from following you, which I think I said your Instagram earlier was little Lizzie, but it's at little Lizzie V. So I wanted to correct that because in the beginning I said, little Lizzie. So I want to make sure people go follow you and they follow the correct account. And trust me, you will be empowered by Lizzie for sure, because she's amazing. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now. And that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th. So make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered and you can shop by price. $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you, or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand 
in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So Lizzie, we've talked about some difficult moments for sure on the podcast today <laughs> that have already happened to you. Some I'm still gasping about, but how are you able to kind of stay true to who you want to be in those moments and, you know, use them for good and like see them as, okay, like this is a teaching moment. Like how are you able to stay the course? I elect my parents because I, I have a younger brother and sister. Well, they're not, they're not younger. They're adults. But um, I'm the oldest and they've raised us exactly the same, the three of us. And I have a rule for myself that I'm exactly the same in front of 20,000 people than I am with just looking at you and talking right now. I cannot pretend I'm anyone else because it just feels uncomfortable. And any time that I'm, I see where I, this is like a teaching moment or whatever, I got that from my dad. My dad was in education for 32 years. He just retired and he was an elementary school principal at my elementary the entire time I was there. And I remember there are so many times where we would either be at school or out in public and I would see people staring and my automatic response was to like, you know, hide behind someone else or just pretend I didn't see it. And he would always go up to the person or whoever it was and basically just say, this is my daughter, Lizzie, do you want to meet her? Versus stop staring at my daughter. You don't know what's wrong with her or whatever. It was always something positive. And so I, I look at that and that's sort of how I am now, where if something's happening if I'm with other people, my instinct is to, you know, make it like normal and casual and introduce myself or whatever. But if I'm by myself, I respond completely differently. I don't know why, but pre-pandemic, I traveled a ton by myself and I have this sense of confidence and I, I can, you know, go through an airport and do what I need to do by myself. But also it's like, I feel like I need to prove myself to people who I feel like are staring at me. And I don't know if they're staring at me just to stare or they recognize me, but in my mind, they're staring at me to stare. And so I'm walking and I, I don't feel like I have the same sense of confidence that I do if I'm walking with someone else that I know. So it's, I want to be very honest about that. I do try to take advantage of a situation and, you know, make things positive and make it a teaching moment, but if I'm by myself, I feel completely different. And so the, the teaching moments mostly come, are you saying when you're with other people? Because mm -hmm, I feel more confident. Yeah. I don't know why, because I, I will react the exact same because if I need to say something when I'm by myself, I'll react the same way. But I just don't feel like I can do it by myself, which is weird. I, yeah, I kind of feel like I see you doing it by yourself. So maybe, I don't know, I'm having like a premonition or like I see it actually <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah. Like I, I know that it's difficult to say something, but I see maybe you one day growing into that person and not in a rude way, but yeah. in like yeah. a very thoughtful, kind way and it's a goal. It's a, it's, I'm, it's like, I'm working towards it. Do you make vision boards or anything like that? Yes, but I just started doing them in a different way. So I am developing a kid series right now and I have very big plans for this kid series. And I um, had magnets made of where I'm envisioning this show to live. And so I had them made into magnets so I see the magnets every day of like, my show is going to be on this or my show is going to be on this. Okay. So like actually like magnets, like they go on your fridge. Like I had them printed. Yeah. Okay. And so is that, that's where you keep them? Do you move them around in your fridge or in another room or like where I'm just right now they're all on my fridge. But my other thing is, I know this doesn't really count as like a vision board, but it's like list lists of like anything. So anytime, like I, I say, this is going to happen 
or I want this to happen, or if I have a random idea, whether it's just a word or a phrase or whatever it is, I write it down. So I have lists, like random lists all over. Yeah. It's not a, you know, you're not like cutting things out of a magazine and making a vision board, right. but you're actually like putting pen to paper and you're focusing mm-hmm. on it. I've talked about the Steve Harvey story before on the podcast. He was on Oprah's Super Soul Conversation, or maybe it was Oprah's mm-hmm. Masterclass. I can't remember exactly when and where I heard it, but he's told it multiple times. But his teacher told him he was never going to be on TV. In fact, I think it was a homework assignment, like at school. Uh-huh. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he, and I'm paraphrasing the whole thing, by the way, so yeah. going from memory yeah. here, but he basically <laughs> was like, I'm going to be on TV. And she kind of got onto him like, go home and do this homework assignment correctly. You can't, no, you're not going to be on TV. And so he got a bad grade for it or whatever. And his dad sort of got onto him and was like, oh no, you're going to be on TV. And his dad's the one that was like, you write this down, put it in his room. And he looked at it every day, like I'm going to be on TV. And then once he got famous and he went through a lot of lows before he made it high and made it big, his story is actually pretty fascinating. But every year for Christmas, once he was rich and famous, he sent Uh that teacher a TV. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best thing to do. I have a similar story to that, except it was my mom, my mom who did it for me. I didn't know that she did this, but when I was a freshman in college, I went to Texas State, so San Marcos, so, you know, not that far from Austin. It was my first time to be on my own and away from my parents and like, I can do this. I can be independent. And so I went and it was my second semester. I came home for the weekend, you know, had my suitcase, went back to my dorm and I was unpacking. And when I was unpacking, there was a thick manila envelope and it had like two composition books and a spiral. And I didn't know what it was. And I opened it and they were letters that my mom started writing me from when I was born until middle school. Every day she wrote me a letter in these journals of what I did that day. If I was sick, if I was bad, you know, any little thing. And I was a mess. Like I was crying so hard reading these letters. I had like a towel wiping my tears away. And there was one letter that I got to that said, I don't know when I'm going to give you these letters, but I'm going to give them to you one day. And I hope and I pray that when I give you these letters, you're reading them in your college dorm room. And I was at the desk in my room. I get chills thinking about it. Oh, I just got goosebumps. And it was just like the most incredible manifesting moment. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing that story. And thanks for sharing with us your your magnet idea. Some people might take that and run with it. How did you figure out a company that makes magnets? Did you just Google it? So so when I um, moved into my house like three years ago, I really wanted magnets and Googled it. And there's an app called Social Print Studio, I think. And they do all different sizes. So you can just put your photos and they mail them to you. Oh, perfect. I think that's a great idea for adults, kids, anything that you want Mm -hmm. so that you have that visual every day and you can even move them around, rearrange them. I worked with, it was before the pandemic, so it kind of lost some steam, but I learned that I had been on someone's refrigerator vision board regarding an adoption project that was in the works Uh and turns out one of her friends ended up dating my dad for a little bit. So then she got away to meet me. And when I finally met with her and we had a meeting and I love the work that she was doing, she later confessed to me that I had been on her refrigerator for a while. (laughs) And I just thought that was interesting. I never knew I had been on somebody's refrigerator, but all that to say, not that like, oh, hey, I was on someone's vision board, but I was on her refrigerator and she was trying to find a way to meet me. And then we met. (laughs) So yeah, it's a thing. When I like was teaching myself how to be a motivational speaker, I watched all of these videos and do you know who Bill Rancic is? Yes. Juliana's Uh husband. Okay. So he was my speaker idol. (laughs) And I like watched all of his stuff and like studied his website, like such a nerd. And I watched this one speaker video he did where he was standing in the, like the center of a stage and there was like thousands of people around him. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And I know I made it. 
why I thought that was a thing. I know I made it when I'm standing like Bill in the center <laughs> of the stage, surrounded by people. And I did it. And I was like, I had that moment. And eventually I, I had lunch with him and I was like, I have to tell you a story. Um, I studied you <laughs> and I told myself I'd make it. I sounded so crazy, but it works. Tell yourself you can do these things. Who is the person you've been most excited to meet on your journey with all of this? By all of this, I mean your your life journey. <laughs> I, think, I think the one that I've become the closest with, like genuinely become really close friends with that I I would say most grateful for versus most excited because this was very random. Uh, but it is Eva Mendez. Okay. Yeah. So she is incredible. So she invited me to a fashion week thing she did a few years ago. Uh, yet again, I thought it was a joke. I, I have to stop thinking things are jokes, but I also didn't pay attention to that one because I was like, Eva Mendes is not inviting me to like a fashion show in New York. Like this, what? And it was, it was actually her. But anyway, my whole point is that she's just the most genuine, down to earth, amazing, amazing person. Yeah, she does seem super nice. Who's she with? Ryan Gosling. Did you get to meet him? You did? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So I can tell you more about that later. Oh, okay. So we'll talk about that offline. That's a, wait, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean. I know. I know what you mean. I don't think you mean anything bad at all. I'm still laughing yeah. that Bill Rancic is your speaker idol. <laughs> not for not for any reason. Like I'm sure he's amazing. I just had never I never even knew that he was a speaker. <laughs> it was it was because him and Juliana had their show at the uh-huh. time. And he was an, an entrepreneur and doing a lot of speeches about entrepreneur stuff. And when I Googled how to be a motivational speaker, he just was like in all articles. And so he's the one that came up. So he was the chosen one. <laughs> I picked him because he was popular at the time. And I was like, I want to be Bill Rancic of all people. I love that. I actually love where this thing went. I know we started off talking about, you know, <laughs> know. teaching moments, but I, I definitely can appreciate when a conversation just goes somewhere totally <laughs> random. And now I'm, anytime I see Bill Rancic, I'm going to kind of laugh a little and think of you. <laughs> <laughs> My idol. All right, Lizzie, you know, we are big on gratitude here and pretty sure you have one of our our four things gratitude journals. I've seen you post about Mm -hmm. it before, which is super sweet of you to do. So we're going to wrap things up with four things that you are currently thankful for today. So I am completely independent in all aspects of my life, but I can't drive because I'm blind in one eye. And so the fact that I can't, you know, hop in my car and go to the grocery store to get something or, you know, do anything like that, it really, really got me for a really long time because I was like ashamed and embarrassed by that. But now I've gotten the courage to take an Uber to go do a random errand that I need to do. So the fact that I don't have to depend on someone to take me to do a random errand, um, I got to do that today. And so being able to have that tiny sense of independence back, I'm so grateful for. So, so grateful for that. I think the other thing is I, this is also random. I wear one contact because I can see out of one eye. So I have one contact, but I also have to wear reading glasses and I lost my reading glasses. I have no idea where they are, but I'm grateful that I have other humans that I can FaceTime and call and have them read me random things that I can't see because it happens. So like measuring things, if I can't see that, then I have to like FaceTime a friend and say, I don't want to talk to you. I just need you to know what this says. And and that's What'd it. you say? I don't want to talk to you. I just need you to read this <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> I don't really want to have a conversation. I just need to know what this says. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes there's some, some like possible dangerous situations where I'm cooking and I say, is this fully cooked or not? which, you know, I should probably not do, but I've done. And I think the third thing would be my house. Every day, I think I'm still surprised that I I live here and that I'm able to have this space. I'm so, so grateful for it. And the fact that there's just so many people who aren't in this situation, especially with this past year and 
every day I wake up and it's like, it's, it's new and it's exciting. And I've been here for three years, but every day it's just like this sense of security and happiness that I have, even though I've gone crazy being here for so long. And I think the fourth thing, the fourth thing is my dogs. Not many people know this, but I got my first dog, Ollie. He saved my life. I had a documentary premiere South by Southwest in 2015. Um, and right after we had finished filming, I absolutely hit rock bottom, completely hit rock bottom. And it was during a time where I was traveling out of the country for the first time. I was speaking to the biggest audiences. I was literally having a movie made about my life. And I was having thoughts of not wanting to be here. And despite everything in my life that's happened, I've never had those thoughts until that time. And so I had an overwhelming amount of guilt on me because I was living my dream, but I was in the worst place of my life mentally and emotionally. And I got dangerously good at hiding it. And during all of that time, I uh, started living on my own. I had my own apartment at the time and I had always had a roommate. It was my first time alone. And so I was just not in a good place. And I got a dog on my own for the first time. And I didn't know how to have a dog on my own, but he became the reason why I had to get out of bed every morning because he depended on me. And so now I have two dogs and they're just my whole entire world. Oh, well, thank you for sharing some of the backstory of why. Is it Ollie? Yeah, Ollie. Ollie yeah. saved your life. I mean, that's definitely not an easy thing probably to revisit and say out loud yeah. again, but thank you for sharing that. And even the you were dangerously good at hiding it because I think that's also just another reminder of like, you never know what someone is really going through. And you may think, you know, because maybe they do have X, Y, Z going on that are all pretty amazing, mm -hmm. fabulous stuff or things or opportunities, like everything you would have ever hoped for. Right. Right. But yet you were still at a low. I was broken, completely broken. Yeah. Yeah. So God gave you Ollie. How did you find Ollie? How did y'all end up together? My mom suggested I get a dog and everyone else was like, no, this isn't the right time. It's going to be too much. And I reached out to a family at our church who had posted that they were looking to rehome one of their dogs. And it was Ollie and he had a different name. And I'm like, I'm not going to call him that name. It was so weird. I don't even remember what it was, but it was such a weird name. Uh, and it turned out he was two years old and he had already been in three different homes. And just that broke me. And I was like, come here to me. I don't know how to have a dog. You're probably stronger than me, but come here to me. And I did everything without telling anyone. I saw I had Ollie come over, didn't tell anyone. And I loved him. I had to leave to Vegas to speak, came back and Ollie came to live with me. Oh, and so what kind of dog is Ollie? He's a Shih Tzu. And your other dog is, I don't want to leave the other dog out. She's a Shih Tzu as well. So Ollie is all white and Olivia is all black. And I couldn't think of another name. So I have Oliver and Olivia. Oh, cute. Because I'm that creative. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on and talking about all of this. And I hope people go follow you if they aren't already. And you have written four books. <laughs> yeah. Four. Which is so amazing. So I'll be linking all four of your books on my Amazon page. So it's an easy place for people to find them. Just radioamy.com for that. But the titles of your books, I love them. So I'm going to read them. Thanks. Lizzie Beautiful is the first one. Be Beautiful, Be You is the second one. Choosing mm -hmm. Happiness is the third. And then Dare to Be Kind, How Extraordinary Compassion Can Transform Our World. And that's the latest book. And I mean, that mm. title in itself. That one's my favorite. That's where I chose to disclose everything about hitting rock bottom. So everything that I went through is in there. And then also there's a chapter called How a Dog Named Ollie Saved My Life. Oh. And then that's about how I got back up again. I appreciate you sharing your story and even your TED Talk. People should go watch that again, basically 12 million views, which is insane. So I'm incredibly proud and honored to call you a friend and thank you for being a safe space for me. <laughs> of course. Thanks for having me.
Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 